Welcome to Godseeker. This is Elizabeth Fulgaro. The current message. Overwhelmed. Once I'd committed to the God-seeking path, looking to live a life which honored God, where he was glorified. In other words, where, when others saw what my life was about, they would be amazed not by me but by God, so that he got the glory or the credit. I knew prayer was important. Not only was it the method he gives us to communicate with him, but it's the way we are to communicate with him about others. No, not in a gossiping or behind-their-back negative sort of way, but in a manner where out of love and care for others, as part of imitating God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, we go to God in prayer on behalf of others. In other words, we petition God for him to help them, to give them what they need. To petition means to ask. To ask on behalf of another in prayer is known as intercession. To intercede, to literally stand spiritually between God and that person and ask God on their behalf. In Christian circles, you may hear talk about standing in the gap in prayer. This style of prayer called intercession is what they are talking about. The gap is the place between God and another. To choose to spend your time and effort in prayer in intercession for someone else is often called standing in the gap, whether you are actually standing, sitting, lying down, or bowing down when you go to God in prayer. So here I was, a fairly new Christian in terms of my rededicated life to him, and I knew he was looking for us to partner with him in prayer on behalf of others. I wanted to be intentional in my prayer for others, in my intercession. I did not want to be flaky, inconsistent, or unreliable. Therefore, I began to make a list of those who came to mind who I thought could use prayer. However, almost as soon as I would write down one name, another would pop into my head. The list of names of people I knew with needs became long, then longer. In fact, there seemed almost no end to it. No matter how many names I wrote, it seemed that there were more to be added. I kind of started to panic. On the inside, you know. I wanted to do a good job for God. I knew he answered prayer. I knew these needs were real. But how could I possibly effectively pray for all these people? Yes, I could go to God and say, please cover them all in one swoop. But the truth was, I was becoming overwhelmed and confused. What was I supposed to do? So many prayer needs. If I spent the whole day and all of the night praying, there would still be more, and I couldn't do that. It was not practical. I was stumped. But that is where my loving, kind, gentle, smiling God came in. The Holy Spirit began to drop in thoughts like balm. His truth, his way. And of course, once I understood, it was not overwhelming at all. God's way is different. What a relief! Bliss and awe and abject thanksgiving. I felt pressure that I had to figure out who needed prayer and then pray for them. 
regimentally. That would make me a good Christian, right? A good follower of Jesus. Wrong. God has never been looking for me to figure anything out on my own. This is not the example Jesus gave, and it's not how God set things up. The reality is, Jesus only did what Father told him to do. If you take a look at the four Gospels in the New Testament of the Bible, written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which each tell the story of Jesus, he did not do everything for all people. Yes, he healed many who were sick and freed countless numbers of those tormented by demons, but not all. He stayed in Israel. He didn't do anything for those beyond it. Jesus only did what Father told him. Did that mean God loved those who were not healed less? Did it mean God was limited and couldn't travel to where these others were? No. God had a plan for each of those lives. God knew each person's deepest needs, not just for the here and now, but especially from now through eternity. But it was not the role of Jesus to go and be present physically to those particular individuals at that time. God would meet their needs another way. To be a follower of Jesus, like Jesus, I needed to be looking for God's will, seeking his plan in all things. This included for whom to pray and when. This is what the Holy Spirit was for. I felt him almost as if gently chiding me. Who was I to think that I had to pray for every conceivable need for every person I could think of? God understood and loved me for my good intent. To love others in part through investing my time in prayer for them was good. But it had never been his plan for me to be weighed down or overwhelmed by the prayer assignment. That's not how God worked. God had many people whom he could and would dispatch to pray. I did not have to cover everyone. He knew who he wanted me to cover in prayer and who he wanted praying for others. All I had to do was be present to him in thought and listening in stance. That inner listening, which he was teaching me where I would hear, where I would discern his instruction. This realization changed my prayer life. It upended it. It caused my prayer life to become easy and not burdensome, and with astounding results. When I waited to pray for someone until Holy Spirit brought a person to mind, instead of making my own mandatory list and praying it through on my schedule, God frequently would give both the person for whom I prayed and myself a gift through it, which went beyond his ultimate answer to those prayers. When I only prayed for those whom Holy Spirit brought to mind, as he directed and as he nudged, there were sometimes delightful, often sweet surprises. The thoughts to suddenly pray for someone in particular would drop in unexpectedly. And sometimes, he would also nudge me to send that person a message that God had given me this prompt to pray for them. How often they would respond that it was during exactly that time which they had needed prayer. Oh my, Holy Spirit knew. He really knew, and he cared enough to set it up. 
Thus, the Holy Spirit not only garnered partnership in prayer at the appropriate time, duh, right? But he simultaneously provided hope and assurance through it. Hope and assurance to the person for whom he was having me pray, as they learned in their hard place that God had cared enough to activate a prayer warrior if he was calling someone to partner with him in prayer. Certainly he saw their need. It meant they were not alone in it, and he would answer. Assurance, however, to me as well, as he confirmed that I was hearing from him, which encouraged me to keep listening and not to doubt. Remember, these are invisible things we are talking about. It bolstered my human tendency towards weakness with God's strength to be shown that I was hearing from him in terms of that for which I was to pray. Listen to the song, You Make Us Watchmen. It reminds what happens when we pray. You can find the song on my YouTube channel, on various streaming services, and on CD. Let's conclude with scripture, the second half of verse 16, found in chapter 5 of St. James' Letter to Believers. And pray also for one another, that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Thank you for listening. This Godseeker message is sponsored by Eagle's Nest Foundation. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Fulgaro. I am praying for you. Listen to the song, You Make Us Watchmen, and Keep Seeking God.